I'm back. Hello, it's me. I'm back. Yeah, we're down in New Zealand. Oh, it's on. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, it's me. It's Jake. I'm in New Zealand, and I'm here. I'm with my wife. Say hello. No, you're on now. Me? The wife? Now yeah, it's my yeah. turn. Hello. You're on. Belinda. Belinda yes. Weymouth, my wife. Yes. She's got a name. The reason why you're in oh, New Zealand. This, can you hear that? Oh, that seems that seems fluffily. It doesn't seem good. I'm going to take this off. Yeah, oh, you've I got a noisy jacket and a noisy yeah, chair. Too distracting. Yeah, that squeaky, chair that, man. Oh, this is going to be a tough show. It's a tough episode. I hope you've got your good headphones in so you can really get the high fidelity of the audio audio quality of the rustling and the rustle. Do you want to tell them where we are? I did mention that we're in New Zealand. We're in we're in the downstairs of your mother's house. My we're in my mother-in-law's house right now. Bedroom. Mm, yeah. Bedroom. Seen yeah. some action on this trip. <laughs> yeah. I think you know what we mean. What I mean. She didn't say. Are anything. you showing off? I am showing you're off. Totally a bit. showing I'm off. Showing wow. Off. Oh my well, god. Look. Shameless. Shameless. When you're a man and you're and you you know anyway, I'm not I'm not young. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, everybody. I'm young. My, I'm young. He yeah. may not be young, oh, but yeah. I am. My wife is very young. Very young. She's well, it's legal what we're doing. Yeah, I'm not a teenager or anything no. crazy like that. No. I'm a lady, I'm a woman. Yeah, full grown full grown lady. You're not gonna get any bigger. I'm not gonna get any bigger and I know my mind. <laughs> well, that's those are two good qualities. Those, are the, I wouldn't say those are exactly the reasons I married you, but they're up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good to have someone who knows what they, yeah, what they think. I mean, you could, you, I wouldn't mind if you gained a little bit of weight, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know that you're not going to get any bigger. <laughs> I could get a bit, get a bit bigger. What about my mind, though? What about knowing my mind? Is it just that I know enough? I'm, I think I'm an opin- I'm opinionated enough. And then it's confused. <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. Just opinionated enough. Uh, yeah, it's a close one. So, yeah, well, we're here. We're, but this isn't our first stop. I, I have to admit, listeners, people, helpers, thank you, um, that I did say that I was going to try and broadcast more, but it's already been two weeks that we've been here, and so we're just getting down to it now. But that's... Yeah, we've been in the Hokianga Harbor. The Hokianga. Yeah, that's we've seen, you know, Tana Mahuta. The two thousand year old Kauri tree, you haven't told them about that? Well, well we could. Well, I'm getting around to it. Oh. But I thought it was Tane Mahuta. What did I call it? Tane Mahuta. Yeah, Tane. Yeah. I don't think there's two. I don't think if you ask for the wrong one they'll send you to the same place. Tane Tane Mahuta. Tane Mahuta, yeah. The great the big, big Kauri tree. Big Kauri tree, two thousand years old. There might be an older one somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there is. And you can't really get as close to it as I felt like I wanted to because they tell you don't don't walk. They don't want you walking on the roots. Well, they've got cowrie dieback disease. I mean, it's like everywhere where there are beautiful trees, they're dying. So, mm. you know, you can't get too close to it because they want it to live. They want you to clean your shoes before you go in there because you've got cowrie dieback disease on your shoes. Well, maybe. I don't think we did. I didn't really see the That's place. That's what you come... You arrive from California with that on your shoes. They put it on your shoes at the airport? That's they told the, us at the airport when we arrived in Auckland that if we'd been walking outside in our shoes, we had to declare them and give them up. No, you don't have to give them up. They just wash them off. You don't have to give them up. I love the idea that you think that they're going to take away everyone's shoes. I'm from New Zealand, and I know, you know, when we used to arrive on the plane in New Zealand, you used to have to sit in the seats, and they would come down and spray some kind of herbicide, pesticide 
on the people in the plane before they were allowed out. That's how much they were trying to protect the country. So you'd get aerosol with some stinky-ass shit, and then you'd better get off the plane and be back in your country, but not before you'd been fumigated and de- you know, pested. Yeah, well, that you don't have to have that anymore. And, but if you have any honey, yeah, seeds, fruit, shoes that have been you know, near a do you think curry diabetic have, disease... Do you think they would not have let us bring honey into New Zealand? No, because honey comes from an animal. They did let me bring in once I'd made Fanula some baby food and it had mm-hmm. meat in it, but because it was cooked, they let me bring it in. Mm. Um, you know, hand-ripened so baby food. It weird feeding the baby meat, doesn't it? It just, seemed, it, sounds like, it just sounds like a thing that vampires do with their babies. I'll give the babies some meat. The meat, the monster baby, meat-eating monster baby. My grandmother just told me a story once when I was little and my dad was putting me to bed and they were all about to sit down and eat and I could smell the dinner and I said, I like eating meat, Daddy, as, they, as I was made to go to bed. Obviously, and I'd had to you know, eat broth or eggs or Oh, you weren't allowed to have... Nonsense. Well, you would have probably been having meat back in those days. Who knows? I didn't get all the details. Some of those That's stories from your childhood, you know, too, not too many, you don't want too many details of, you know, the deprivation that you were, you know, subjected to. And who... Well, here's the other thing. So we've been here, and I've been... I put some videos. If you go to my Facebook page, I know it's asking a lot. You're already doing an internet thing. You've downloaded this from the internet. You're done with the internet. You'd like to clock out on the internet. But please don't forget to also visit my Facebook page where you can see video of the giant cowrie tree, the Tane Mahuta. It's on my it's on my Facebook page, Jake Johansson. Do you not even know who... I can't believe these people don't know who I am and they've listened this far. But you can look at that and you can also look at a video of you, Belinda, my wife, and our daughter, and your mother, whose house we're in right now, and the mother of your mother. Who, my grandmother. Your grandmother. Who, who just told me the story about I'd like to be up with the grown-ups eating meat. Right. that's how yeah, macho I was as a baby. Um, she, and she is 97 years of age. Yeah, she's 97 years of age, going strong. And yeah, it's quite a sweet little video of the four yeah. of us. And she's omnivorous. She still eats meat. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she's omnivorous. Yeah, Fudge. She likes some good fudge. Granny's she likes love some, fudge. Yeah, yeah, some fudge, some nice thick, thick vegetable soup. And, um, yeah, fudge. Yeah, we, she had us over for lunch, and we were served fuck vegetable soup. Quiche. Quiche, yeah. Bread rolls. Quiche soup and a big, big rolls. She went Big rolls. Oh, the, the fudge, though, was market. absolutely enormous. But the thing that's really funny, our daughter, who's 11 on this trip, has developed a thing called soup sandwiches. So she butters a piece of bread, and then she spoons soup onto it, and that's how she eats her soup. Some of it, of course, falls out of the you know the soup sandwich, because soup's not known for staying in it, you know. It's a liquid. Most yeah. soup is a liquid. But yeah. her, Edith's soup, your, your grandmother's soup, is was more of a, not a gel, but it was thick. It was substantial. You could practically smear it on. It was. It, it was a like a hummus of, dip. It was like a hot, hot hummus dip. Is what it, it was. It was beyond like. chunky. It was yeah. really. It was on its way to smeary, and I think that's why Fanula felt like she could smear it on her bread. Oh yeah, but she's just into soup sandwiches, and of course, you know. Anyway, yeah. so the trip started off. Uh, I guess is you that were crying. Aus- is that auspicious? He, Jake was totally crying in the beginning. Yeah, they lost my bag. I got off the plane, and not only did they lose my bag. Now I, I, I'm a frequent flyer. I've flown over a million miles on American. I'm not bragging. More than a I've million. Flown, yeah, more almost four million miles, and that's no bullshit. That's not credit card miles where I bought a sweater and I'm telling you I flew those miles. I didn't. I'm talking about actual me in the air in 
a chair in the air four million miles. That's that's what I'm talking about. I'm, it's, it's way beyond the moon and back. I've been several times to the moon and maybe almost to Mars. I can't. I, you know what? I know, I figured out how to pause this thing so I can hang on, hang on. Okay, look, um, it's it's pretty far to, to Mars. It's like 350 million miles or 250. It's a million. It's yeah, two, the moon I, is 93 million miles been, away. No, no, it's not. No, You're it's the sun, the sun, the sun. Yeah, the moon is uh, 239,000 miles away. So I've been. How to many the, times have you been there? So I've been to the moon and back several times. I mean, that's, you know, that's mm. it's over a quarter. But I mean, obviously... No, it's not quite a quarter million miles. So there and back, it'd be times. half a million. So that's eight times. Yeah, eight times I've been, or almost eight times to the moon and back. So that's me. So I've been, I've flown a lot. Can you even remember what we're talking about? Because I can. Um, no, you've been there 16 times because every million miles is four times to the moon. Oh, no, you've got to come back. So I was right the first time. Eight. Oh, my God. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and, I, and not only were you right the first time, so was I. But yeah, yeah. Second guessing my math. Never yeah, do that. It doesn't matter to you whether I'm right. It matters to you whether you're right. And uh, that's one of the I've secrets. Just... And that's why I'm so excited that I was able to have sex, because this is what it's like all the time. you got to argue. First, you got to decide. First, you have to agree on how far it is to the moon and back. And then maybe you get to get your kid off. And that's your underpants you rig right oh that's a load of nonsense we never have a math discussion <laughs> before we have sex that would completely ruin it mm. it's much there more a... spontaneous than that yes no i know there's an element of joking that's involved in some of these podcasts <laughs> um, oh right i forgot what your job is so Silly whole, me. yeah the whole reason that i'm talking about how how flying to the moon and back or how many miles it, i've had my bag lost before but this was a pretty spectacular bag lost time because uh they didn't know where it was. A lot of times when you go to the, hey, I lost my bag place, they tell you, oh, we've, we looked, we peered into the crystal ball of the computer, and we can tell you where your bag is. This time, no dice. And, and we'd only, we'd gotten on the plane in Los Angeles, and we'd had a stopover in... Uh, Tahiti, Papa, Papa, Papa Nui. Papa Nui. Papa Easy Nui. Is it Papa Eti Nui? Is it Tahiti Nui, Papa Easy? We stopped him. Anyway, it's Tahiti. French Polynesia. Or Tarhiti, as some people call it. Um, anyway, so we stopped in Tahiti, but we just got off the plane and sat in the outdoor airport lounge thing and then got at, at 4 in the morning till 7.30 in the morning, got back on the same plane and then flew the rest of the way to New Zealand, minus some of the people who stayed in Tahiti sensibly. I mean, not that New Zealand's not great. Anyway, the only two places that you'd think my bag could be besides New Zealand is Los Angeles and Tahiti. But they said, we, we can't find it. We don't know where it is. And that lasted two days until finally they said, well, we know where it is. They didn't tell me. What, they, they, said thought, we, they thought it was in Alaska, didn't they? Or Alaskan Airlines had They it? thought Alaska Airlines might have yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a real cock-up of, you know, yeah. bag loss. Yeah. Anyway, they they uh, they located it. And, and by the time they found it, they one of the things they do if you've never lost your bag, is they deliver it to you where you are because they feel terrible about having lost your bag. So yeah, it's well, some, your underpants and socks. And I mean, ideally, if in a perfect world, they would lose your bag every time and take it to the hotel for you. But, um, but you can't count on them to do that in a timely fashion. So I'd already bought a couple of new pair of underpants. Socks. And, uh, and some nice woolly socks. I'm wearing a pair of woolly socks now. And the underpants I got, look... I'd been excited about Modal since I first heard about it on another podcast that was sponsored by MeUndies. Now, I, don't, I can mispronounce it and stumble over the name because they're not paying me anything. 
and in fact, these are not MeUndies that I bought, but they're made out of Modal. And you hear a lot of you hear a lot of stuff about Modal on the internet. And you wonder if it's true, and I'm here to tell you, it's pretty soft. Modal, pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, it's pretty soft. You've rubbed up against it. Yeah, I, they're, not, they're nice gruts. So I, I, yeah, I'll give them that. I wouldn't say that's the secret of my success in this bedroom, but I would say that the, the Modal has played a really nice part in my uh, underpants life since I've been here in New Zealand. Yeah, and that's for you. You know, I mean, I've enjoyed looking at them, but you know. Yeah, yeah, they're pattern. Yeah, you look they're great pattern. in them. They're not just a simple color. Anyway, that's another. So, so, the, so the place that they had to deliver my bag to was in a town called Opanoni, which you can find on a map. Opanoni, of it's at the top of New Zealand. It's not getting up towards that, the top, but Opanoni. We were north of Opanoni at Kotu Point, which is a nowhere place off the main road on a gravel road, which means unpaved. You know, we were think, we weren't quite yeah, the, out in the wops, but. You know, oh, the, this was we the were, wops. It was if, pretty if wobby. You, if you wouldn't call it the wops. Yeah, I mean, we were this pretty, was, it was pretty wobby. The only way you could be further out is if you were camping. You'd have to leave a house to get to further away than we were. Like the guy who delivered the bag at 9 o'clock at night, two days after they lost it, was sort of surprised at, that I was the person that the bag was going to, as you would be. if you. I was surprised that that's where we were going when we got out of the car. And then several hours later... When the guy got out of the car with the bag or the van or whatever he was in, I didn't really get a good look at what he was driving, but he was wearing some reflective gear. Everybody's wearing reflective gear now, all the people who have jobs where they're not indoors. If you're outdoors... And you can get hit by anything. You could possibly get hit by anything, because this guy is either in the van or handing a bag to someone at the front door, but during the time when he's outside the van walking to the front door with a bag, he's high-vis, he's reflective. Yeah. You'd think that we lived in a litigious country in New Zealand, you know, that you had to be in high visibility gear because, you know... Yeah, do you think they're not litigious here? Not like they are in the States. God, no. Yeah, we'll sue you. No, you can go to a bird park and get your head crapped on by 20 birds and you cannot sue the bird park. Yeah, well, except We're going to one tomorrow. Some dumbass who's drunk with a concealed carry gun permit shoots you and then you don't... He doesn't even go to jail in America. Yeah, and you... (laughs) Anyway. Don't even get me started about guns... It's really yeah, nice to be taking a break, living in a country, or being in a country for a month where no one, where there are no mass shootings and no one's got guns. I should t- say touch wood. Yeah, we were out to dinner the other night, remember? And all three of those guys had guns, and we as the American couple there, the American New Zealand couple, were the only people who didn't have guns. Yeah, at a dinner party and where am- they like to go, yeah, so I suppose you've got a gun, and we said, well, no, we don't. But then it turns out they've all got guns. They've yeah. all got guns, and they're going out shooting them, and some of them have mul- multiple. One even guy gleefully... The one guy, Ed, was like, I even have a handgun. <laughs> <You know. laughs> right. I wouldn't be seen dead with a handgun. Well, yeah, anyway. Well, hopefully not. I don't even know. That was wouldn't be seen dead. Dead, yeah. That yeah. was the wrong thing to say well, about I a just, handgun. Well, I get confused I with all the negatives. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, would... I wouldn't. I wouldn't even hold... I don't want to even hold a handgun. I was in a TV show once and I had to be shooting people and they were like, you look pathetic with that thing. It's like, I don't want to look good with it. I don't even like holding a you know, a pretend stunt and shooting blanks at someone who's really far away from me. That gave me the creeps. Well, this is the, the story that I had read on the internet about the guy who was outside of the bar. He had his concealed carry permit and he had his gun on him, but he had been drinking, which he shouldn't have been. And then he got in some aggro, you know, testosterone... Fighto thing. Fighty thing with some guy, which is also what you shouldn't be doing if you've got a gun on you. And then he thought that the other guy, who was just adjusting his belt while he was yelling some aggro stuff at him, 
was going for a gun. So he thought the other guy was going for a gun, so he pulled out his gun and he shot the guy. And so... Did he kill him? He didn't kill him, but, you know, he's going to he walk with him. a limp and he's shot him through the intestine and it's oh, all, all these God. big problems. Mm, please. Yeah. America. What? Love it or leave it. Love it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. love it or leave it. It's nice to be taking a break for a month. That's all I can say. Sometimes you take a break from America, but then you get right back into it. And that's what I'm saying. I can't get... I can't wait to get right back into it. See what kind of nonsense is going on when we get back. Anyway, this guy, um, because he had a gun... Mm-hmm. Then he thinks someone else has got a gun, and so it's like, hey, I've got a gun. If you've got a gun, I'm going to shoot you before you can shoot me with your gun. Yeah, but if you don't have guns. a gun, you know, everybody's gun argument is, well, if you don't have a gun and the other guy has a gun, then he's just going to shoot you with a gun. But it's like, hey, maybe he's not, because he doesn't have to, because you don't have a gun. You don't have to. If you've got a gun, you don't have to shoot me, because I don't have a gun. You can just boss me around. I'm not getting in the trunk of your car, though. Never get in the trunk of the car, right? Never no. get in the car. Yeah, don't get in the car. Yeah, yeah excuse right. me. Yeah. Don't get in the car, yeah. but definitely don't yeah, get in the trunk. Yeah, when they say, yeah, would you like to get in the trunk? Yeah, you know. Well, they never say, it. they never phrase it like that. Would you like, with yeah. a gun pointed at you, would you like to get in the car? It's like, because the answer to that is no, I don't. If you're asking me if I want to, I don't. I don't want to get in the car. Because nothing good's going to happen when you, when no, you get no, in the car. No, you never go point. with the bad guy to another place. Isn't that the first rule of bad guys? Yeah, never go <laughs> never go anywhere to a second location with somebody you don't like at the first location. Yeah, I know that they made that up about hippies, but I you know, but I <laughs> say never go, you know unless you really like the person you want to do what's coming next, but yeah, don't go to the next location. Well if you like the person, yeah, then that changes everything. Do whatever you want. You're on your own. But if you don't like the person, don't go to a second location. And if they've got a gun, don't get in the car. Yeah. Don't eat the candy. Don't leave your drink alone when you go to the bathroom. It's so... It's tough to be a grown-up now. There's so many people out there trying to... Well, that thing about not being able to drink your own drink. You know, if you haven't been looking at your drink the whole time, you know, and someone's put something in your drink. I mean, my God. You know, the trouble and horrible things that happen to people when they haven't been guarding their drink. Well, then this is the, this is the thing, you know, the, the Bill Cosby thing is that's what he was doing. He was putting stuff in, in ladies' drinks. But now that's a thing that can just happen to you. It doesn't. It's not just Bill Cosby. Now there's people are putting stuff in your drink. Well, that Stanford rape case that everyone's so up in arms about, and the guy only getting six months. I mean, that poor woman when she describes what happened to her. You know, she described what happened to her, but there's no evidence that she was drugged. The the deal was she was blind drunk. At least all the things that I had read that that she was just blackout drunk. And that's 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 what I had read. Look, I'm no expert on this Stanford rape case, and I'm not standing up for any rapists out there. But uh, no, you better not be. No, those are the bad guys. No, yeah, yeah. under any circumstances. F- fuck those rapists. That's what. I, that's what I've got yeah. to say. Yeah, exactly. And the horse they rode in on. I don't. I never know what that means. I don't want. Why is a horse got to get raped? I, I don't, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. God, it shouldn't. no Just one, no one. Fuck the rapists. But let's cut a, cut some slack to their horse. Um, where were we? Oh, your so bag got delivered bag. when we were in Kotu Point. We went to look at some boulders. It's Kotu Point, and it's in, you keep saying it, the Hokianga? The Hokianga Harbour, and it's north of Opononi. And Opononi is famous because there used to be a dolphin. But the Hokianga Harbour is pretty cool because every year, killer whales, orcas, come in there for one day and go up. It's a very long harbour, and they come up and they go up the harbour and they feed and roll around and have a good time and show themselves. You can just whale watch from your front door. If you happen to be there on the day when yeah, you have there. to be there. It's, yeah, it's just the one whales, day. The whales yeah. don't schedule yeah, it's ahead not. of time. The 24th of April, I'll be there. <laughs> see you next year. No, it doesn't happen like that. So, yeah, you've got to be there to see it. 
Right. But Hokianga Harbour is really beautiful and it's a really cool part of New Zealand and it's very, you know, sort of underpopulated and there's native bush so you can see Tane Mahuta and other kauri trees and what New Zealand looked like before we got here and burnt it all, burnt all the trees and the native bush. Well, the Maori down. were burning some trees before you got here. Oh, yeah, you yeah, man. They, what, they said them. that, yeah, they burnt the South Island, yeah. Just It's just so refreshing as a, as a you know, white privileged American to come somewhere else where I'm not I'm not the problem. I didn't get the white privilege here. I'm just visiting this country. So I'm not the I'm not the asshole you're looking for. Yeah, that's, you're not the one nation, one treaty. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's yeah. somebody else. That's the I'm fight that a, these guys I'm, are having. I'm just here for a coffee and a sandwich. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go back to my country where I've got my own problems and everybody is mad at me because of yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> it was great up there. I thought it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Beautiful. It was beautiful. I could live up there. I don't know that... Could you live up there? Wendell and Paul are pretty cool. We could live near them. We could get one of those crazy toilets well, like they have. Not a compost, not a septic tank, something or in between. Oh, yeah. Put some solar panels on the roof. No, it was like a septic tank. But yeah, their place, is their place is great. But don't don't forget, they get all their groceries in Auckland five hours away and then take them up there. So when they're up there for two weeks... They brought all their all their nice food from Auckland mm. up there with them. Right, so if but you they lived were open. Only did have several stores in it. It's not like you're in the absolute it's sticks. It has several stores, but you're not. It's, it'd be like living where you're shopping at the, you know, not the grocery store that's your favorite grocery store. Yeah, I could do it. You think you could? Yeah, yeah. I could if if you could do what they did. You know, if you can spend half your time in the city and half your time there. I mean, I. I loved how empty it was. I loved that it's right on the beach. They've got a little dinghy. They go out and catch snapper to eat. It was pretty... I definitely think I could stay up there longer than we did. Which yeah. We were up there for three days. So I don't know about living up there. <laughs> they, they were also great cooks. So every meal was, you know, am, unbelievably delicious. Yeah, I'm ready and, to take a shot at a week. I don't know about living up there. Yeah. And also, it's because they were so great. You know, it was so much yeah, but fun. It was just to be you and I. <laughs> well, no, I mean you're great. Don't get me wrong, but right. eventually, sometimes you feel like, yeah, I've talked to this person for. A while. I'd like to turn my head to the left and talk to another person. Well, that's why. Yeah, where I was saying what they have because they, you know, live in Auckland and up there, so they've got the best of both worlds. Mm. <coughs> yeah, we both got a little cough. Anyway, that was great. So we did that, and then we spent a couple of days on either side. Well, two days before then in Lee, this town just forty minutes north of Auckland, where you're. Your dad lives now, so we were visiting him in his uh, care facility. Yeah, he won't remember that we were there, but we did visit him several times. My dad has Alzheimer's, so, you know, we did see him. Oh, you told the story about my dad the last time we were here with his Alzheimer's, I remember. Oh, he had done some... Oh, that was when we went upstairs and, and he had forgotten that we were there in the meantime in between time yeah and he peed in a cup and put the cup in a cupboard somewhere and <laughs> oh, I don't think he peed in the cup in a cupboard I don't remember that yeah we told that story oh well listen this is what I'm I've just been thinking about speaking of peeing in cups so we're going from here so we were there we were up there then we spent a few nights in Auckland at an Airbnb which I haven't reviewed yet um, oh, are we too late to do that? No, it's not too late. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'd give them a nice review. I feel like we had a pretty good stay there. Yeah, yeah. It would have been good if we had a coffee maker and a toaster. But apart yeah, from they that, didn't have the toaster. You got to listen. You can't, Airbnb people. I can't be trail. I can deal with a hotel room that doesn't have a toaster. But if I'm staying in your house, you got to have a toaster and a coffee maker. And and even though you'd think because this is a Britishy place from Britain, Britain people came here at the beginning, early times. You'd think it's all tea here, but it's not. They're super coffee culture here yeah everybody the british thing was a long time ago it was darling. a long time we've, ago. we've changed a lot yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we are pacifica we are uh you know we're yeah us. you care a lot more about the queen than we do in america 
Well, we're still part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys did kick them out. Anyway. But you guys like the Queen too. You love Prince, you know, Prince William and Harry and Let's Kate and blah, blah, blah. You we do. don't. We oh, don't. Oh, come on. But we love coffee and they love coffee here and they didn't have a coffee maker. So that was slightly disappointing. But we had a great time in Auckland for those three nights. It was sort of the perfect amount of time. I got to see my new friend Guy Montgomery from uh, the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. And I'm recommending that again now. Guy, thanks to Guy for taking me around town in uh, Auckland. Didn't get to do any comedy because uh, we were there on like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So there's no, there weren't any comedy shows, or if there were, I didn't know of. Anyway, I was busy. I didn't have time to be. You doing did some, that. you know, impromptu comedy at some dinner parties. Yeah, I joked around. I got, yeah. my, I got my laughs. I came, I got my laughs, and I got the hell out. So we were in Auckland. Then we flew down. Now here we've been in Hawks Bay, mm-hmm. Havelock North, and Napier. And uh, that's where we've been for the last few days at your mom's house. Yep. And then we're heading onward to Wellington, the capital city of New Zealand. Not its biggest city, because that's Auckland. Wellington, okay. Auckland is 1.1 million, and Wellington is about 330,000 or something like that. Yeah, a bit more, I think. But yeah, it's small. It's lovely. Yeah, well, not that small. It feels like a city when it's you're there. It's got the Beehive, our it's House nice. of it's Parliament. Got the Beehive, the Houses of Parliament. It's got, it's got some the good Te wind. Papa, the museum. It's got it, Te Papa, yep. It's, it's got, got our lot. friends. It's got a brother and a sister there. It's got a new, you it's know, It's where the niece. Weta Workshop, where, uh, yep, what's yep. his name? Well, that's Sir, in Masterton a little bit. Yeah, no, Sir that's Peter, in Wellington, you're right. Sir Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah, Sir Pete, yeah. That's where he made the hobbits. Yeah, hairy feet. We'll go to the place of hairy feet. Mm-hmm. And, yep. And then what else are we going to do try them there? Oh, so this is what I was saying. Uh, that's why it got me thinking about the pee jar, because we're going to be staying at your brother's house in Wellington, where the bedroom is downstairs, and it's a it's a nice little private bedroom that we have. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Private. We can do whatever we want in there. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. And uh, and both my new Modal underpants are clean and ready for that bedroom. But it's down at the what bottom of some stairs. What underpants got to do with it? You don't even know what turns you on half the time. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. It's different all the time. Let's just put it that it way. Is. That's what's yeah. complicated it's about ladies. a movable ladies. feast. Yeah, that button yep. doesn't work the same every time. Um, so, the underpants button right now is working for me, so those are clean. But we're going to be staying in this downstairs bedroom, which is very nice. But then when you get up to pee at night, as a man of a certain age, I, I have to get up and pee like two times, more, sometimes four times a night. you got to go all the way up the stairs, and it's so dark in New Zealand. New Zealand it is, is so dark, dark because... <laughs> There's That's no streetlights or yeah. anything. So we don't even, believe in streetlights. We're saving our electricity for more important things. I mean, I could throw a baseball and hit the neighbor's house from where we're sitting now in our bedroom. But it's so dark, you can't see the wall in the room. When you wake up to go pee at night, it's just pitch bad. But you're feeling your way around. It's 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 dark. And so it's dark at your brother's house, too. And you have to go, I have to go around the bed, up the stairs, down the hall, to the bathroom... Then go, then come back, and then you worry, should I flush the toilet? Because then that's going to wake them up, but then do the, what? how do they feel when Let's they get up Let's get in the, the toilet flushing protocol straight before yeah, we'll we go to bed. Yeah, we'll have that conversation. Yeah, flush because, or no flush. Because I, I feel bad if they wake up and there's some of my whiz in the toilet, but it, on the other hand, who wants to wake them up when I'm up there peeing all this? So what I was thinking is I could get a jug... Keep it down in the bedroom and just pee in the jug at night instead of going upstairs. I go upstairs. Did you I dump ask it me out. how I felt about that? 
I'm asking you now. This, this <laughs> no, is no, live, yeah. live on this podcast. Yeah, no, thank you. This is how this is how yeah, entertainment Mr. Husband, works. Yeah, I'm not into that idea. When I was a little girl well, and we to... stayed with my great-grandmother, we had a chamber pot under our bed at night. Now, the bathroom wasn't that far away, and I could have got there in the night. It was pretty creaky, their old house. But we had a chamber pot, so if we, in the night, needed to do a pee, you pulled it out from underneath the bed, and you did a, and you whizzed right into it. But right. that would be but like you your jug. But you wouldn't crap into it. You wouldn't crap in a pot and then slip it back under the bed. You just pee in there. But I'm saying this jug is very different to a chamber pot because a chamber pot is like you're peeing in a pot. Are you going to get I... one of those special ones like they have in the hospital for the men that you you know no, that's got the thin neck America, and everything? You'd get a, you know, no, I can't. You'd need. I'd get a Gatorade, like a Gatorade bottle, one of those soft drink bottles where it's got the the top. The opening is is. And you want to be having sex when we're down in Wellington, and this is. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I think could have, again. I could have probably think tried again, to do this man. without even telling think you. Again. Just you just wake yeah. up in the morning and you'd see the pee jar and oh. it'd be too late. You've already had sex with me. And here's a jar of my whiz. I'm just going to take it up and dump it in the toilet. Nobody's going to be the wiser. Oh, I thought what... you were going to thought, say we're going to open the window and just tip it out onto the hydrangeas. Yeah. Well, who knows what I'm going to do? That's a kind of outlaw. Okay. Idea. Well, all right. I just I'm running it by you. That's this is an idea that I had that I didn't. I'm well, okay. I'm getting that you don't think that this is such a great idea. It's not sexy. It's so not sexy to me. Well, it's not me. meant to be sexy. It's meant to save me a trip in the dark up some stairs. Well, and I don't down want you to break your ankle, or you know. And the other thing is, I'm, but I'm, I'm pee in the jar and then close the jar. It's not like I'm peeing in a hot fry pan right next to the bed, and we're going to sleep in a room full of cooking pee Whiz. all night. Oh yeah. my! Nobody wow. wants that. No, no. That yeah, doesn't who, sound who would like want a good that? Idea. Yeah, no. no I, yeah, but I, I would know right away not to even suggest that. Yeah. Well, when you put it comparatively, and I get to go, oh, so it would be a Gatorade bottle with a top on it. Yeah, a trucker bomb. You know, discreetly in our bedroom all night. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I'm really loving it. That's right. Oh yeah, bomb. you've really won me over. Yeah. Now, now you, now you're talking. Not. I'm not into it, people, just in case you didn't hadn't I know guessed. you're not into it, but just... Okay, let, I've got a few days me, to think about it. Let's wait down there. Could happen. You know, I let me change show my you mind. the jar. Let me show you the jar. Let me show you where Walk I'm going to keep through it. it. You probably never yeah. even have to see it. Like, I'll be peeing while you're asleep. No, could we get a funnel so that I can use it too? A she-and-all? <laughs> Yeah, this is how this is how it works. This is marriage in a nutshell. First of all, you're a jerk because of something that you yeah. want to do. Yeah, this and is then, marriage in a the nutshell. Then the, then the other, other person sees you doing it, and they want to do it. So you get punished for the idea, and then you, then the other person starts doing it. They don't apologize, <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're telling someone else about their great idea at a dinner party. You don't even get credit for it. That's why, as soon as you think of this stuff, you got to head right out to the patent office. Uh, for your pee, for your nighttime pee jug, your travelers, your travelers. Pee yeah, jug. I don't think I'm going to be regaling people with this at dinner parties, but you know, never say never. Who knows? Mm. I could be talking about it tonight at the dinner part table in front of my, you know, Farnow and my, you know, kid. I so, bet you will. Yeah. I bet you will. Yeah, it could happen. No, I don't. I don't think you should because then that could get some. That could be some back channel. We want to be the. We, I don't think James and Kelly need to know that this is what we're doing. No, they would really not want to know this was happening in their downstairs bedroom. You're right. Man, the the powers of deduction on you, they're good. Well, I remember when I spent the night on our deck back home in California, and I had a pee jar outside with me, because I didn't want to be opening oh, the door and that, coming back yeah, inside. Yeah, I know, but that bloody thing stayed on the deck for ages. But it wasn't it, not full of pee. It just it got rinsed out and poured out as soon, in, the, in the morning. I know, but then it's like, oh, sorry, well, people. It's is not this... like you. It's not like you rip the toilet out every time you take a pee in it. I mean, it's it's this toilet's still there. 
I mean, I don't understand what... It's not like I repurposed it and started carrying my coffee to my sports drinks. In. Anyway. Okay, all right. Yeah, moving yeah, on. Yeah, what's next? So, what do you think about the Brexit? <laughs> oh, that. Well, what do I think about it? I think that... Um, you know, it just is a sort of another sort of example of how people vote really emotionally, you know, and people sort of rushed in and they voted no and they think that, you know, um, being in the EU and having Europeans who can come over there and get jobs and then also all, you know, this immigration, you know, sort of disaster that's happening, you know, in Europe right now. And I, I mean disaster for, on both sides, a disaster for the people who are having such a horrible time in their country of origin that they have to leave. Well, but, but that if you think that if you get out of the European Union, you know, you're going to stop that and save your jobs. I mean, it's that's gone. They're well, gone. Yeah, this is the, the part of the reason for the Brexit is the same as the Donald Trump build a wall. They feel like, look, we want yes. to keep the people yes. out of I know. our country. Yeah. And it's one thing, the people who want to just come to your country because your country is nicer than their country. But a lot of the people that are coming right now is this wave of people where their country is a war-torn hell zone. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, we can either stay here and get shot in the crossfire by some Islamic State gangster, or we can try and go somewhere else and hope to beg that they let us in. Anyway... Um, yeah, well, the funny thing to me about the Brexit was they, they voted to do it, because we all want to live in exciting times, and staying in the UK, we already know what that's like if, if we're UK people. We live, we were in the UK. Mm. Well, what if we left the UK? That would be exciting. And it would be this whole, and everybody's worried about it, and it seems like, oh, that would be great. So they all vote for it, because, hey, that's going to be different than this, and that'll be better and more exciting. And then as soon as it starts happening, now they're freaking out, and they might want to have another vote to not go in. I know. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the ludicrous part of it. I mean, I read an interesting thing in The Guardian, and it was talking about, um, it was a woman who was an environmentalist, and she was saying, you know, that a lot of her colleagues were really, you know, into the idea of staying because they thought that the European Union was doing good things as far as environmental stuff goes. And what she was saying, that actually she believes that you can do better on a local level knowing what you need in your country and having to rely on all these bureaucrats in Brussels wasn't working out so well for the UK and a lot of the European Union people are in bed with people like Volkswagen and what they did in America with you know tinkering with their cars so they were actually way more polluting than they were supposed to be and when I think about that and I think about you know say California the state where we live or that now states have are more progressive as far as environmental things go, that you can do more on a state level than you can at a federal, because it's less, you know, it's not as unwieldy. You know, I really, you know, get it. But I think that it was a very, you know, emotional vote there. And it was a very, you know, we want our jobs back and we don't want immigrants. And I think you have to really think, because it's dangerous what's happening with Trump, that you believe that he's going to stop these immigrants and give you your jobs back. And hey, guess what? He's not. You know, but a lot of people in America believe that and they're supporting him. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, that's a big generalization. I, well, the Trump you know. thing and the Brexit thing, is, there's comparisons that you can make, but there are two completely di- different yes, things. Yes, I do get that. But, that's the, but, but the thing is that when the European Union first happened, the whole thing was they, the different individual countries acted as if, well, we're still going to have our national government, but then we're going to be part of this trade association. It's like, well, you're going to have to give up some national sovereignty to this entity in Brussels 
because if you don't have overarching rules that apply everywhere, you can wind up in the problem that happened with the global economic crisis where Greece is doing whatever they want and then the rest of the EU has to pay them back bail to, them out. to, to yeah. bail them out. Yeah. And so I get why Britain doesn't want to be part of that. But, you know, yeah, it's tricky. I, I feel like, though, I'm lucky. My whole job is based on the fact that there's a United States and I can travel from one state to another state and we all speak English and I don't, you know, the, the tax situation is a little bit funky, but it's not super complicated for me to be able to work in all these different states. But if, if it was all those diff that many countries, if I was traveling, if I had to show a passport and enter another country and then file taxes in one place and another place, and I, I don't think that my career as a stand-up comic or any of our careers really as, as traveling comics around the country would be as, uh, certainly not as easy, but not even possible if, if every state was its own country in the U.S., and so, you know, I, I, I feel like the sensible thing maybe for Europe to do is to move towards more integration and, and more like let's agree on what the rules are for all of our countries together. But that they want to maintain their individual identity, so they don't want to do that, you know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really tricky. I think the thing is the whole world is getting reconfigured. I mean, with all you know, with these refugee crises that are happening and with what's you know what we already experience in America with all you know the South Americans who want to come and Mexicans and whether you know whether you know the two us Canada and Australia are the three countries that everyone you know migrates to now Europe is really feeling that but I feel like it's going to sort of change the makeup of we're in this big resorting of how the world you know is going to work right now well you can't just have money going wherever it wants and businesses going wherever they want like corporations can decide to build a factory wherever they want and all these countries can't wait to build a factory for, so that their workers can work for some really low wage and take jobs away from the place where the factory used to be like in america or canada or or, or Europe. Yeah, yeah. Now China's and, being and undersold so, by other countries right. in Asia that will make them che make so, everything so cheaper. So these companies are allowed to go wherever they want and underpay people to work there, but the people are not allowed to say, "Look, I, I would rather not live here. I'd rather live there." It's like, no, no, no. You can't do that. But the money in the corporations can. So yeah, it, well, they're above the law, aren't they? They're allowed to do whatever bit, they want. I don't want. even know if we're socialists. I feel like I don't know who we are, but we're human beings. It shouldn't be this complicated to be a human being. I don't think. Oh, I think it always has been. I think it's this is just how it is. It's complicated to be a human being, and now there are seven plus billion of us running around. It's just yeah, going to get more and more some complicated. Overlord with a sword who's trying to fucking make you dig in his land so that he can get rich. Um, but now you can get a concealed carry gun permit, and you can tell him to screw off when he tries to. You can shoot him. Yeah, yeah, I don't recommend that. I don't recommend. I'm not a gun person. We don't have guns. No, I, I so, say that you know completely facetiously. I feel like one of the sweetest things that has happened so far, and you, I have made some notes. I know that you probably didn't, but if you want to think for a second while I'm talking about the sweetest thing, and then chime in. But one of the sweet things to me, one of the highlights, was listening to your mother's friend Prue when we went to have lunch at Rocky and Prue's house, and Prue would be Prue would be in her seventies. And she was telling, we were talking about cruise ships and working on cruise ships as a comedian or whatever. I can't remember how it came up, but we'd asked her if she'd ever been on a ship. And she was telling us this story when she went from Australia, New, from Australia, right. It was from Australia up through, you know, through the, through the, um, Suez. Yeah, Canal. through the Suez Canal, but first around, uh, n uh, not Tahiti, but uh, Thailand and whatnot, and then up through the Suez Canal, through the Mediterranean to England. 
and and just that whole trip and it just sounded so great six month trip that she was on where yeah, it, was, she was, it was when yeah cruising it was a romantic thing to go on a cruise and it was really you know smart and lovely and much smaller than these enormous ships that you go on now and it was well a, and it was before she said they came back on a plane but it was a real hop 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 to yeah get, tiny to planes, get back yeah. to uh, to New Zealand where then she she and Rocky he proposed and they got married but that was just such a sweet story when she was telling it it seemed and she was kind of She's, it took her back when she was talking about the trip and all the places that they stopped. And yeah, yeah. She said to you, thank you for asking me, because, you know, you don't get asked about that. And it was in the early 60s that she did it. So yeah. it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty amazing when she described it and how f- it did sound really fun and great. And yeah. then, yeah. So her romance with Rocky was pretty sweet as well. Sad, sadly, she's not available to tell the story, and I don't remember enough details to recreate it here. But it was a real—you got to talk to old people, everybody. Not that she's that old. I look, I'm old. You're not old. <laughs> I'm old to some of the people. I'm older than some people. Yeah, you're I'm older than eighty-four percent of the people on Earth. I feel like I've told you this before. I mean, yeah, yeah, you are. You are. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, so I know you. that about you. So yeah. are you. No, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. white we'll man. See. We'll see who you're older than. So, do you have a sweet a sweet moment of the trip that you want to share? Um, oh, I was so busy listening to yours. Um, well, you've enjoyed I, the viral video of. Yeah, I've enjoyed watching. You know, the, the yeah, thirty five hundred people have watched the video of the of me and my grandmother and my mother and my daughter. On I've Facebook. really enjoyed Facebook what, Jake Johansson four daughters video. Yeah, yeah, you should watch it because it's it's pretty cute. And then I really. Um, I've loved watching our daughter really love being around grown-ups and really love being around her granny and kind of being getting into the humor of our family and being silly and, you know, working out what works. The other day we were all lying in bed. You guys went to the petrol heads, which is guys who like cars, and off they go and drive in their fabulous, you know, vintage cars. You can see that video on my Facebook page. Yeah. What's the, the Studebaker from 1952? And there are, you know, Maseratis and, you know, Aston Martins and things. So anyway... While they did that, uh, Fanula and Mum and I, you know, I actually had to get Mum to come back to bed because she was wanting to already be up and out. But we got back in bed and we had biscuits and we, you know, with tea, we dunked our biscuits and our tea. And then we were being so silly and we were yelling out the window at the neighbours and then watching Fanula try out her funny one-liners on the neighbours, you know, and then looking around to, you know, Mum and me to see if they were funny. And, you know, because now she's in our little gang. Yeah. Um, We do quite a lot of laughing. You know, me and my mum, we're pretty silly together. Oh, and now, and now my laughy, daughter's part of that. It's so been that's, a pretty laughy trip. That's pretty cute. That's been a sweet part of it. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought something was really sweet was when we were in, we were in my dad's, um, the place where he lives now, the facility, which is all for people with dementia and Alzheimer's. And um, and I was taking photos with my iPhone of he and Fanula. And I said to him, I said, oh, you know, you can see them right away on these. And my dad sort of said, yes, I know. And I went, okay, and so they worked out which was the best one of the ones I've just taken of Ian Fanula, and then I turned around and I said, here, look, and he went, who's that? <laughs> and it was and, him. And it was, <laughs> and it was <laughs> him, and he, got, he thought, and he thought he looked so sort of, he got such a surprise at seeing himself, and he thought he looked so, you know, sort of awful. He didn't want to, you know, have any more photos taken. Until, but, for like two, minute, two, two, oh, two yeah, minutes, two yeah, maybe, and then, we, and then he sort of forgot. Yeah, and he, then was, he forgot, so then we took some more photos because he's got <laughs> yeah. pretty advanced Alzheimer's, but it was just funny, like, you know, who's that? Yeah. You know, he like, was still. It wasn't super sad. I, I mean, it was sad. It was. It was sad. But you could still have a conversation with him. He's just very in the moment. That's you get. You get in the moment when you get that old. Yeah. There's no. There's no past. There's no future. There's yeah, only right now. Yeah. He's just in and, the present, yeah. which is and and he seems to be happy there. 
is, my what, dad, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty happy. My dad um, fell over a 30-meter cliff, which is in um, you know American, that's 100 feet, and survived. And that happened about a year and a half ago. And I think because he has Alzheimer's, so he just forgot what was happening as he was falling down the side of a cliff and being caught on trees and getting snagged on bushes, which obviously broke the fall and made it not so bad. But he, he broke how many ribs? Seven ribs. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 he, and he was up walking around in his pajamas. A, couple a days week later. later. A week later. A yeah, week later. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm a sailor, not a sissy. That's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I feel like we've done it. I feel like we've done this podcast. Is there something you you want to talk about? No, I'm just. Go? You know, what's interesting is you know, I was looking forward to coming home, but I wasn't. I suppose I was so busy when we we're in the states, and I was kind of like you know, it felt. Sometimes it feels like, you know, that filial sort of duty, you know, coming home and seeing everyone and mm-hmm. you know, having to travel all over the country and, oh, God. And it's been really great. It's been really fantastic to see everyone and see old friends. And I'm going to see a friend who I went to um, primary, which is elementary school. I'm going to see, we're going to have lunch with her on Sunday with her and her husband and her kid. And I used to ride ponies with her when I was, you know, 10 years old. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> That's going to be after a couple of nights in that basement where I'm being into a jar. Um, so it's actually going to be great because she's super cool and interesting, and you know, I don't know. I love being. I'm excited about it. I, I love like, being here. I like, I like how, friends. I like how you're people good at are. picking friends. Yeah, I've I got mean, some. Yeah, yes, yeah. you're almost as good as you are at picking husbands. <laughs> yeah, well, I've only had one go at that. <laughs> well, one proper to... go. What should we say? One proper go. Yeah, you don't one need one proper to... go. When you nail it the first time, you don't need another go, do you? All right. Hey, don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. That's I'm talking to you, listener now, not my wife, but also her. Also her. I don't want her to give up. I, I don't give her. up. She's not What did a you say about me if there was She's a palm a tree and I told you I was going to climb up it with my fingernails and, you know, I'd do it? <laughs> that's not what, that's not, wasn't the example. <laughs> okay, give the example. I said, you're a surprising person. If you told me you were going to fly out the window and up to the top of that tree, I would go, okay, let's see you do it. Because you, you might be able to. I believe it. She might be able to. She's an awesome lady. You're an awesome lady, listener, and, or man. You're an awesome lady. You're an awesome man. I would love to see you in person and uh, take a picture and post it on my Facebook page. So why don't you go to my website? Now, see, this is more work for you. It's jakethis.com. You can check my schedule. The San Francisco dates are going to change, I can tell you that uh, right now, um, because I got another I got another gig, so I'm going to have to move those dates. So uh, that's going to change. But go to jakethis.com. Check out that. Go to, the, go to the Twitter, go to the Facebook, at Jake This on Twitter, uh, Jake Johansson page on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can figure all this out. It's not hard. It's not hard. The world, you just type you just type Jake Comedian into the Google machine, and then things are going to start happening. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you for listening. I'm going to do another one of these before I come home. I promise. I promise you. That's my promise with God as my witness. Talk into the machine, please. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine.
That worked out pretty good. Thank you, everybody.